phase three, lesson four, holy life principles. Uh, guys, we've got uh, three outlines. Uh, number one, the law of the seed. Uh, number two, the law of reproduction. And uh, number three, the law of influence. Guys, laws are not different from principles and they shape our lives. Principles are like growing plants from the soil and as they grow, they pull us up. This means that they have the power to lift us up. And if we are faithful in them, our lives are guaranteed to go in the direction intended. If ever we stop continuing with them, it is as though plants are being pulled back to the ground and we stand a chance to lose the level to which we had reached. Principles have the power to foretell the future. In other words, they determine our lives. A person who does not live by principles, guys, is a very dangerous person because they are not going anywhere in life. Principles are like sticks. When one end of the stick is picked up, the other end gets picked up as well. Our father, guys, live by the laws or by principles that makes him who he is. Our King Jesus is another one who lives by laws or principles. Therefore, it is necessary for us to live like them because we are like them as well. When we live by principles, we are actually living in, in the future. This means that the future is today. You understand? Like as I've been saying that um, since we are spirit beings like, like God, that is if you are now uh, spiritually alive. But even if you're not spiritually alive, like to understand why uh, Adam died after disobeying God is because Adam was like God. And God's laws, as I said in previous lessons, that his laws were not meant to restrict us as if like the men upstairs sat down and said, mm, Jesus, how are we going to frustrate these people? You understand? No, he didn't do this, but his laws are based on spiritual nature. I don't know if you understand, on spiritual nature. And because we are spirit put in the body, we are to live according to their principles, according to their laws, in order to remain like them. That's why the laws will say, do not, do not, do not. You understand, we are instructed to do not do the things that our spirit nature, you understand, forbids. So it's nature. His laws are based on nature. He's not just restricting us as if I don't want them to do this, to do this. Our flesh is dead. Yes, if you come back to your father and you become spiritually alive, your spirit will be alive and will be in line with those laws. But the, the flesh is dead, which we all we will also speak about in this phase, uh, in lesson seven, about the works of the flesh, So, which you will have to fight because the flesh was not cleansed, was not changed. Simple baptism does nothing for the spirit. It's just a pledge of good conscience as, as well as it identifies us with the dead, burial, and the resurrection of Christ Jesus. So do not go to any church that just believes in the baptism. That's high-level nonsense, right? So do not go to such a church. Um, you need to have your spirit cleansed. The flesh the baptism doesn't do anything for our spirit. It's just a pledge of good conscience. Peter says that. And so we've been saying these guys, we've been quoting scriptures. So I'm not going to quote anymore some of these scriptures because you know these scriptures by hand. You understand? So our father lives by laws or by principles that, that make them who he is and our king as well. You understand? That's why they can't sin. It said that Jesus um, fought against sin to the point of what? Of shedding blood. Why? He couldn't sin because of the seed that he was. That's why I, I, I quoted 
um in 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 previous lessons uh first john 3 where it says he who is born of god does not continue in sin because the seed of god remained in him so if you have the seed of god you can't sin because uh of the seed that you are they can't sin you understand uh you you will be like uh, then it doesn't make sense because people who go to church uh, sin, yet they've been made alive. Well, guys, I did not want to touch or go to that deeper level because I've reserved um second session for such lessons, you understand, for deeper to understand. In fact, even though I'm going to touch a bit, uh, on earth there are two natures. There is uh, like uh, spiritual natures, two different spiritual natures. There are wolf kind of spirit and there are uh, sheep kind of spirit. This spirit, you, 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 you are just born like that, you understand. Take for instance, for instance, let's go back uh, a step. Uh, let's go to Satan. Uh, Satan was Lucifer. He was not created spiritually dead. Angels, they, they, there's not even a single angel that was created spiritually dead. You understand? Angels were all created spiritually alive, but there were those with sheep uh, spirit and there were those with um, wolf uh, spirit. Wolf spirit will not obey God. So Satan was of the wolf spirit. That's why when an opportunity came, he disobeyed God together with other he uh with this other cohort with this cohort you understand so also if you go to adam if you read the word very well it says that adam was of the earth if you read that verse very well i think it's a uh, romans chapter eight. Oh no it's romans chapter five where paul speaks about where uh sin originated he was telling us that sin originated uh, from Adam. You understand? We became sinners because of one man. You understand? So we also become uh, righteousness because of one man who is now who? Jesus. Nevertheless, Adam was created spiritually alive. But uh, the word of God had to be given him first. And then Satan had to be released. So since he was spiritually alive, God could not have created a spiritually dead person and say like, Adam, I'm creating you spiritually dead so that you'll disobey me, so that you'll go to hell. That will mean God is vindictive. That will mean that he is vindictive. You understand? So Adam was created spiritually alive. Then he had to choose because Satan was also released. He has to choose whom he, he is like, meaning um, who, who, uh, who, uh, whom he belonged to. You understand? Or whose he was. You understand? So when Satan's word also came, Adam chose the one who was like him. He chose Satan's word. In other words, Adam was of the wolf sheep. I mean, the wolf seed, wolf spirit. That's why he disobeyed God, even though the laws were given. You understand? So uh, everyone born of him was spiritually dead like them. But if you read the word very well, you will understand that Cain and Abel were of different spirits, even though they were both spiritually dead. Now, this means that even though human beings now are now spiritually dead, the, the sheep seed will obey God, even though they are spiritually dead. And the wolf sheep will never want to obey him. Also, if you go to, he says that Esau I hated, but Jacob I loved. Why will he say that the twins are still young, eh, having done nothing good or bad? That was Paul's argument. They've done nothing good or bad. 
but it is elect. Why he elect certain people and doesn't elect certain people? It's because of this sheep and wolf kind of uh, spirit. You understand? But no one was created spiritually dead. So the same thing when Jesus came to bring off the blood. Now, if you are of the wolf uh, spirit, you will hear his word. Then his word will be available. And then maybe you'll decide to become spiritually alive. But after you've become spiritually alive, because you need to go back to the state where Adam was in order to be able to make the right decision. So once you become spiritually alive, that is why being saved doesn't necessarily mean that you are now God's child. But it is in a sense that you've become anew. You understand? But after that, after you've become a new, you need to be given God's word and you need to be given Satan's word. So that is why when you read the book of Revelation 13, it says that after Jesus was on the cross and made the blood available, Satan was released to go to every nation, to every language, you understand, to every people, to deceive them. Why? Just like in the beginning. So uh, God's word must be released. Jesus' teachings was released after the blood. Then Satan's word must be released as well. So you will hear his word you will become saved or you refuse it it's up to you then after that after you've become spiritually alive or after you've had that that chance to become spiritually alive then you'll make the, that decision that is why i've been saying that once you know the truth and you continue in sin you are not god's child because he who uh, continues in sin after knowing God's word cannot be God's uh, child because God's seed remains in the person. The seed will not allow the person to continue in sin. If they did sin when they were still uh, young in Christ or children in Christ, it's because they didn't know what sin was. But once they know, that is why it says, he who is born of God does not continue. Underline the word continue. You understand? They don't continue. Because they were sinning, it's because they were spiritually dead, they were sinners. But because they had the sheep kind of a seed, they couldn't sin anymore after knowing the truth. They stopped because God's seed is in them. They are the sheep kind of seed, the Jesus kind of seed, the God kind of seed. So they cannot sin. God's seed cannot sin. Guys, if you don't understand this, well, uh, section 2 explains all of this because uh, it goes to deeper teachings you understand here i just wanted to put people you know these teachings as as deep as they sound they were actually the basics you understand because guys i know many of you would be asking yourself why do i keep uh preaching the same thing you know i keep preaching about i mean against the love of man and the love of the things of the world well i'll be honest with you as much as i'm not gonna say anything this is the message that the holy spirit gave me you understand i used to go to church and the problem is that the, the Holy Spirit will tell me that we, we, we are not supposed to love the things of the world and uh, we're not supposed to love money. But I will go to church and I will hear pastors preaching riches and I will hear pastors uh, preaching in favor of money and I will hear pastors saying that the things of the world are blessings. And Jesus will say, no, you're not going to enter my kingdom if you love the things of the world. You will forfeit your soul. So this was a problem for me in the beginning which actually made me so angry you understand but as time went on uh because jesus uh released uh knowledge bit by bit so he, he plainly told me that this message of the love of money and the love of the things of the world as blessings is actually the message of the beast you understand so he gave me this message that we should not love because people in churches have died spiritually they are no longer forgiven of their sins because they're seeking man they're seeking the things of the world and they're dying spiritually 
So this was the message that I was given. You understand? In fact, nobody loved that message. I remember one time um, I was uh, in this meeting. As you know, Christians tend to go to such meetings. So I went to this meeting and, you know, as we were praying, I was asking the Holy Spirit, please ignore those messages. Uh, anyway, I was um, uh, in this meeting and as we were praying, I was telling the Holy Spirit, please, Holy Spirit, make sure that you don't tell anyone that I should talk. Because even if I go to a, a meeting, right, a meeting, I don't have to prepare for any message because this is the message that I was given because people are now spiritually dead in churches. People are not forgiven anymore in churches because they, 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 they sought for money and look at the things of the world and call them blessings and they forfeited their souls and gained the world. You understand? That is why I, I don't have respect for pastors and I don't have respect, uh, uh, respect for uh, churches anymore. If you've listened to my teachings, you understand. So as we were uh, praying and all, and I was praying in silence, telling the Holy Spirit, please don't. Before I swallowed my words, one prophet stood up and said, who's Ndombi? Please come. The Holy Spirit says you've got a message for us. Yo, guys, I was so mad. Anyway, I stood up and I took my, my Bible and I went there and I opened First John 2 verse 15. It says, do not love the world or the things of the world. If you do, the love of the Father is not in you. For the love... Of these things, they don't come from the Father. The last of the flesh, the posting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. Only he who does God's will will live forever. Guys, I'm, I'm not reading it anyway. It's because I know it by heart, because this was the message that I was given. You understand? So I know it by heart. So section two is actually about that. And in understanding, because to me, it was like, how can the pastors keep preaching that the things of the world are blessings, killing people, you know, becoming serial killers and also preaching in favor of money? What is going on? So I didn't know why I didn't. You know, it sometimes you ask Jesus things and he doesn't respond. You know, the only thing we will tell you is that people are no longer forgiven because they have forfeited their souls in church. So I don't really believe that it is a person who goes to church who still has Jesus in them. But I do not know. That's why I said, maybe there are people who still, uh, I mean, who are still here on earth, obviously, but maybe they are hidden in the forest, but they can't be in churches because the message that is being taught in, 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 the message we are taught in, in, in churches is not in line with what Jesus is saying. The beast is the one preaching in, in churches. You understand? And the sad part is that uh, we know the uh, the signs of the sky. Jesus said that in Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew, he says, you guys know the signs of the sky, but you don't know the signs of the times. You know, meaning you don't know when a particular prophecy that he spoke about has actually taken place. Like in the time of Jesus, he, he, his coming was foretold. He, people of Israel knew that he was coming, the Messiah was coming. They knew that he would be born in Bethlehem. They knew that he's coming and he would do A, B, C, and D because the Old Testament was Jesus's pre-written uh, diary. You understand? I've been saying that. But when he came, they couldn't recognize that it was him. They didn't know that it was that time. You understand? 
uh, he was born in Bethlehem and because Herod calls Nahum, he his parent took him uh, away and they went to Egypt. Then they came back, did not go back to Bethlehem, but went to Nazareth. So he was called Jesus of Nazareth. So when he started preaching, people said, mm -mm, there's no way in the world where it says a prophet would come from Galilee. So they did not believe in him, even though he performed these miracles and did the things that were written about him in the Old Testament. You understand? So we don't see when the time has come of the prophecy, but we can tell when the sky is going to be uh, hot or cloudy, like it's cloudy, it's cloudy like outside right now as I'm looking through the window. You understand? So the time of the beast has come. When did it come? I don't know. All I know is that uh, when I was even a baby in Christ, the Holy Spirit would tell, don't do this, don't do this. You don't have to date. You don't have to do this thing because with dating, you know, people in churches, they sleep left, right, and center. And the Holy Spirit will uh, admonish me to against all these things. And I'm like, why do you keep telling me not to do this, not to love man, not to love things, and, and not to do this when everyone in church is doing this and pastors are saying that we will be forgiven? You know, and he, he will keep quiet and, 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 and not respond to me. Later then, he told me, listen, people in churches are no longer forgiven because they continued in sin, knowing the truth, thinking that I will forgive them. You understand? So he started explaining things to me. Then it's when I understood why he was at, uh, uh, admonishing me against those things. You understand? And I appreciated him because for me to not, to do those things that people were doing, it helped me because it kept me spiritually alive. You understand? So I started writing these teachings so that people would also run away only if you want. If you want the things of the world, go to it. You know, I've been saying it. I'm not telling you to not sin because of me. I don't gain if you if you continue in sin. I don't lose if you continue in sin. You understand? If you go to heaven and obey Jesus, I, I, I don't gain. I also don't lose. You understand? So I'm telling you because this is the message that I was given. You understand? As one who is called as well. So I stopped going to church. I don't have a church because I can't be listening to the Holy Spirit telling me this. Then go to church and listen to the pastors telling me the exact opposite. You're going to be forgiving. People are doing APC and they, they never stop disobeying God. They keep on crying crocodile tears. They, it's a waste of time. You understand? And also being told that this is a message of the beast. Why would I go and listen to the message of the beast? I am doing that when I've got the word. That's why I've been saying don't listen to me. Don't listen to pastors. But take the word. The word is here. Listen to the word. God is very faithful. He can even uh, teach you himself. But don't rely on me. Don't rely on pastors. Rely on the word. The word is here. So guys, I don't know. I've been saying this. Nevertheless, I wanted to make that thing clear because people will be wondering why I keep uh, speaking against the love of man and things of the word like this. It's because this is the message I was giving because people in churches are no longer forgiven. It's just sinners filling uh, church buildings. Pastors are, are, are busy uh, uh, leading people who are spiritually dead and pastors are spiritually dead as well because they are the ones who are preaching this nonsense. You understand? Because, guys, if pastors were to preach exactly what Jesus preached, I'm telling you, churches would be empty. But at least, at least it's better to have an empty church than to have a, 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 a church filled with dead people like, the, like churches. Churches are filled with dead people. It's not fair. Is it right? No. So that is why. So as I was saying that Jesus' seat, guys, is, 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 is he can't sin. His seat will not allow him to sin because he's of a sheep kind of a seed. You understand? So if you are like that as well, 
after knowing the truth, you will stop sinning and you will obey his command. But if you continue in sin, then you're not going to obey his command. You just uh, worship God and, and, and serve him on your terms. Just like people who go to church, they serve God on, on their terms. You understand? So uh, to continue, when we live by principle, guys, we are actually living in the future. I understand? This means that the future is today. Uh, what do we mean by that, guys? For example, if I decide to exercise today for health reasons, I will still uh, I will still be healthy ten years from now. You understand? This is, means that I am living my future today. And when I look back ten years, I'll be like I'll be happy. You understand? Because I'll be seeing what I wanted to see in ten years' time. You understand? That is the power of living by principles. Your future is predetermined. In this lesson, however, guys, we want to understand the laws that will make us live holy lives. To live a holy life, we must have teachings that will produce holy living. We cannot live holy life when we have the teachings that does not produce holy life in our minds. As we've said that, we, we act out what is in our minds. Therefore, the teachings we must have must produce holiness in us. Jesus lived a holy life because of the teachings that we were in his mind 24-7. So we are to have such teachings as well if we are to live like he lived you understand we can't be like jesus when we are taught something that is different you understand in fact the guy says to the hypocrite of his time what to you teachers of the law you go over land and sea to gain a single convert and when he becomes one you make him twice the son of hell as you are they don't enter my kingdom you don't enter my my kingdom neither will you let those who are trying enter you understand so pastors are hindering people from entering jesus's kingdom i used to think that at least saved people are trying they tried believe me because you need to get your, your spirits uh, cleansed because salvation means you are now forgiven and your spirit is clean you made anew you understand but after that they preach the love of man they preach the things of the world as blessings people die again spiritually so there's no church here on earth which is actually uh, in line with that man's kingdom you understand that is why i've been saying that just because i've been mentioning churches which i will do and I will do because we go to church and these churches were supposed to teach us Christ. You understand? Because Jesus says, go to the ends of the earth and teach them everything that I've taught you to obey them. You understand? But they open churches, they preach their own thing instead of opening what? Clubs. You understand? So guys, it's very, very important. When it comes to disobeying that man upstairs, I really don't like it because I understand the consequences of disobeying him. Asking for forgiveness when you know the truth, guys, doesn't work at all. It works if you're still a baby in Christ because it says children do not sin. But if you do sin, there is blood. You understand? Jesus is there. That's why he's our high priest. You understand? And also, he says in Hebrews 10, 27, once you receive the knowledge of the truth, but you continue in sin, there remains no sacrifice for sins. In other words, the high priest Jesus there in heaven will not perform sacrifices for you. You understand? Guys, what happens is actually when you sin, even if you just born again today, the Holy Spirit, I mean, the Spirit comes, you know, understand. They come, but Jesus is blood because he is a high priest. He keeps cleansing you, keeps cleansing you because you're still a babe. But once he is cognizant, meaning once he is aware, sure, that you know the truth. Because that is, that means you are now deciding to disobey him. Then he doesn't perform those uh, rituals meaning he doesn't cleanse you anymore and if he doesn't cleanse you anymore the spirit will never leave they are there to stay forever you understand then you start for forfeiting your soul you understand that's how you die but you need to know all these things you need to understand anyway let's go to outline number one which is the law of the seed the law of the seed states that the seed brings forth its kind 
the law of the seed uh, states that the seed brings forth its kind. Genesis 1.12 says, The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kind, and trees bearing fruit with, with seed in it according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make men in our image, in our likeness. First uh, John 3.9, No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remain in him. You understand that one? It's very, very important. No one who is born of God will continue, underline that word, will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. As I've been saying, God can't sin because he is a sheep kind. Jesus can't sin because he, he is a sheep kind of a seed. So if you are a sheep kind of a seed, you can't continue in sin once you know. First Peter 1 Peter 1.3 For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Guys, uh, ju just to recap so that we can uh, connect what we are trying to prove with what we already know, guys. When Jesus was creating Adam, he said that he was creating himself. And we saw that when he breathed his spirit in him, which means he was putting his seed in Adam. This means that Adam was nearly who? Was nearly Jesus. You understand? Or we can say that Adam was God, but a small letter God, because he came from God the Father through God Jesus. But he was God, and all the seeds that were in him were God as well. But when he sinned, his seed changed, and we became like Satan in nature, you understand? So we were no longer like Jesus. So Adam or Satan became our root. You understand? Romans 5, 12 to 14 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men, because all sinned. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. So this is clear that Cain and Abel, who were Adam's children, were sinners, even though they had uh, done nothing wrong, because before they were conceived, they were already declared sinners, since all the seeds in Adam were what? Were dead. You understand? Uh, Jesus will have to be our root again. Romans 5, 17 and 19. For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? For just as the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. If you are breathing right now, guys, that is proof enough that you came from God, who is breathing as we speak. You understand? But you were born through Adam who decided to destroy that seed. You know, guys, people of the world, we are like God. We are like God. They don't even want to listen or read his word and tell them that, yes, you were like God. Not anymore. Not anymore. But if you want to be like him again, this is how you should. You understand? I don't know, guys, why we are like this. We think we must know it all, miss know it all. You understand? The Bible is here. We need to learn from it. We all need the blood of, of a clean man, guys, whom we came from to be cleansed. And Jesus, guys, did exactly that. You understand? He came with that blood. Uh, Colossians 1.18 And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Revelations 1.18 I am the living one, I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Here, guys, um, this scripture, in fact, when it says, I was dead, here, it, Jesus is referring to the cross, what happened to the cross, even though he, he, he wasn't dead because of the sins that he committed himself. For the guy could not sin. He was of a sheep and he knew, that he, he knew the truth, so he couldn't sin. 
but because he had taken our sins upon himself, you understand? So uh, he says he was dead. He died there on the cross. This implication, guys, is twofold. Jesus owns the world again, hell and dead. He has authority over it. He even owns Satan, who is the king of the dead. But it also means that he is... Uh, not only the root of everything, but he is our root, just like Adam was our root, because he came as a man and was identified with us. You understand? Since he was there on the cross and died there, so those who are dead must have their spirit cleansed, just like their root Jesus, who was also there on the cross and rose up again. We copied all the wrong things from Adam, and now we must copy all the right things from who? From Jesus. This means even the dead will hear his voice, since he is their root, because he was also dead, just like they are still dead. You understand? Uh, you, you know, Jesus uh, came through the line of the Hebrews, which we've been speaking about, uh, but because... Uh, uh, he had to go to the, the 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 Gentiles, the Gentiles. So Jesus can speak even to those dead people as well. I mean, we all came through Adam. So obviously Jesus will have to go to the ends of the earth. You understand? He becomes everyone's root now because Adam came through Jesus but died. So Jesus is now going to the cross. He's going to die. Now he's come, he has come back and he's calling everyone the dead people. We were dead. I was born spiritually dead. So we were dead. So he's coming back and he's, he's, he's taking us now. You understand? Uh, John 5 verse 25. Uh, I tell you the truth. The time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. You understand? Um Ephesians 2 verse 1 uh, verse 12. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship of promise, without hope and without God in the world. Guys, as we explained, guys, at that time, uh, daddy could not speak to us and give us dreams and visions about salvation and tell us directly that that we are called to do his work because he would have overstepped the mark of his faithfulness. Whatever he must do must be fair and legal even to Satan as the Lord of the earth, as he is the Lord of the heavens. I mean, guys, Satan became the God of the earth. So, daddy respected that authority, even though he doesn't like Satan, but he respected the authority because Satan took the authority from the rightful person who was Adam. You understand? But now, since the authority over the dead is in the hands of Jesus, he can call people all over the world directly to, to be saved because he is the one holding the keys of death, just like in the case of Paul, guys. There was no more covenant between a daddy and the Israelite when Jesus called Paul directly. Paul was um, dead spiritually, guys, and Jesus called him directly because Jesus had the authority over the dead. You understand? Satan is a disgraced Lord because he doesn't even have the keys of his own house. The worst part is that even the system that he set on earth are not backed by anyone. In other words, these systems of the world are under false pretense. People are still under these systems, under false pretense. You understand, guys? Because Satan is no longer, you understand? He doesn't even have the authority. It's under false pretense. So we need to understand why we are not uh, to be yoked together with unbelievers. An unbeliever is not someone who doesn't go to church. As I've said, people in churches are not believers. You understand? They just go there so that they will look good and nice and everything. If they don't obey God, believe me, they are not believers. In fact, it's nice to rub shoulders with the best. So we all want to rub shoulders with the best. So we open churches trying to rub shoulders with God and preach nonsense. We go to church trying to rub shoulders with God and then we don't obey him. You understand? So at the end of the day, these uh, systems of the world are already set. You know, guys, uh, I'm going to deviate a bit. You know, the... There, there is this game on TV called Survivor. I watch it a lot. 
and it's where people uh, win million and stuff and what, what, and what not. The system there is already set that if you must get this million, you might, you, you must lie, you must cheat, you must backstab. It's just the way it is. Then some people try to make themselves look good and all. I'm not going to do that. You're not going to win. Why? The system is set. If you want to gain, if you want to win that million, you need to outsmart, outwit. I understand. So you, you need to lie. You, you need to cheat. You, you need to backstep. You need to gossip. You understand? Oh, I'm not like that in real life. You're lying. You are like exactly like that in real life. Exactly like that in real life. You understand? Guys, I'm telling you the truth. So I've seen pastors going to that show because I watch, I really, really watch that show. I love it. So it's so fun. It's so nice. But when I see a pastor and I'm like, yeah, here's a devil. Devil in 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 sheep's clothes, because if you are a pastor, why are you going there to gain million? No, like seriously, if that man says we shouldn't be seeking after riches, you want that million? I mean, hello, guys, you can deceive people of the world. You can't deceive me. I read that man's word very well. You shouldn't be seen in that uh, game, because there you must lie to to get that million. You must cheat to get that million. You must backstep to get that million. The system is already set. And you see others, they are calling themselves Christians. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. They, they're carrying Bibles there on that show. And they think that God is going to bless them with what? Which God? Read, a, read that Bible you have because the Bible that I have is the same Bible that you have. You'll find out that he will not give you that million. So guys, really, the system is set here on earth in order to get ahead. You need to pick step. You need to lie. You need to cheat. You need to bribe. The system is set. I don't know, guys. If you don't get this, you'll never get it. The system is set. Lie, cheat, pick step. You understand? Bribe in order to get ahead in this kingdom. So if you're going to play by the rules of uh, the kingdom of heaven, guys, I'm, you're not going to work. It's not going to work. Guys, I, I look like a pauper. <laughs> You understand? I don't have the things of the world because I understood that message that here on earth, guys, I've been explaining this. Here on earth, there's no requirement to enter. You are a dog, you will enter. You are a pastor, you will enter. You are a doctor, you will enter. You are a lawyer, you will enter. You are a judge, you will enter. Anything goes here. You understand? There's no requirement. Two people decide to have sex and you are conceived. There's no requirement. No one asks you if you want to be here, you will be here whether you like it or not. But to enter the kingdom of heaven, he's written his book, the book of the kingdom of heaven, and we need to follow, obey the rules of engagement. So if he says that if we're seeking riches, we're not going to enter, we're not going to enter. He's not joking. So I've, I've often seen people going to funerals and pastors opening a uh, Bible saying these people are going to heaven and they're praying for them. And I'm like, geez, there's Satan praying. Really? Really? You can't preach what is exactly the opposite of what he's saying. You know, it's like I'm sending you to a shop to buy uh, sugar. You can't pack exactly with salt. You, you, you don't even come back with uh, jelly. You don't even come back with shepherd. But you're coming exactly, coming, coming back with salt. Yet I sent you sugar. That's what pastors have done. They've been sent to, to buy sugar. They came back with salt. Exact, the exact opposite. You know, sometimes you sit down and you're like, how can people come back with the exact opposite of what they were supposed to come with it's funny very 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 funny so guys the authority 
is no longer in Satan, but the systems are already set. Systems did not change. Just because Jesus went to the cross and went down there and took the keys, it doesn't mean the system changed. The system never changed. It's simple as that. The system is set. Satan set the system. Adam was living in the Garden of Eden. It was God's administration, God's government. But he disobeyed. He died spiritually. He was banished from that place. The Garden of Eden was removed. No one on earth can tell me what Garden of Eden looks like. We can say all of that nonsense, but nobody can tell me. Why? Nobody knows it. You understand? So after that, Satan took over. God allowed it to happen. Because he respects authority, even though he doesn't respect Satan, he respects authority. So the system has not changed. After Jesus went to the cross, the system didn't change. It's still the same. If you want to get ahead, lie, cheat, backslide. Go to an interview and tell the truth and tell me if you will get the job. Go to the interview and tell the truth. You won't. If nowadays you hear carrier this, carrier that, carrier this, carrier that, people are doing everything in the name of carrier. What do you have to do? You have to backstep there. You have to lie there. You have to cheat there to get ahead. Guys, it's simple as that. I don't have to be a prophet to know who you are. I know. I have the flesh. I'm cut from the same cloth. So you're not going to lie to me. It's simple as that. The only thing I have to do is fight my flesh. In lesson 7 of this phase, we'll be speaking about the works of the flesh, which you will have to master because the flesh didn't change. The point we are trying to say here, guys, is that since we, are now, we now have the seed of Jesus again, he is now our root again, and we need to start our history from him. This is the law of the seed, right? Let's go to number two, which is the law of reproduction. The law of reproduction states that the leader will reproduce himself to those whom he is leading. The law of reproduction states that the leader will reproduce himself to those whom he is leading. Guys, before we discuss this law, do you remember that we said that Jesus and Adam in lesson two, I mean, um, to remember what we said about Jesus and Adam in lesson 2, we said that Jesus was the one who received the commands and instructions from the Father in the first place. This means that Jesus was the one who gave Adam the commands in the first place and gave work and the task of taking care of everything that was to come after Eve, uh, after him. You understand? You see, guys, Jesus is the word of God. From the beginning, he was in the, the word and everything. Moses was given the law, so they never understood everything that went down. So Jesus came back in and told us, listen, before Abraham was, I am, meaning I was there before the beginning you understand so we know that jesus is the one everything was created through for and by him so we know that jesus was involved here in the creation you understand how much he did it he didn't tell us but we know that uh, everything came through by and for jesus so we understand that jesus might have been the one who was giving adam this command you understand Eve came after Adam received those instructions and commands and Eve was supposed to learn from Adam because she was not there when Adam was given the what, the instructions and commands. Suppose Jesus had decided to listen to Adam instead of his father. What do you think would have happened? Obviously, guys, Jesus would have died spiritually as well. This is where Adam got the right teachings. He got them from Jesus. Adam was supposed to do like was and, and, leave, and, and lead Eve. Jesus did not give Adam a chance to dictate him no if adam was going to die he was to do that on his own you understand so when adam listened to eve who knew nothing he disobeyed he could have let eve die alone this is because eve was a, a submitter who decided to be to to be the leader and she led adam what happened they both died Instead of her getting teachings and orders from her higher authority, she went outside and received them from out from an outsider a, a snake we did speak, guys, about uh, this in, in, in our previous lesson. I think, yeah, that I, I can't say I obey God, our Father, if I don't obey Jesus. 
You understand? Me submitting to Jesus means that I am submitting to to daddy. Daddy gave all the authority and instructions to Jesus. So, guys, I need to obey Jesus. You, you'll find people saying, I won't listen to Jesus. I go straight to God. Who you are? Who, who you? Who you? You're going straight to God. Who you? Who the hell are you? Who do you think you are? The man has given us the firstborn to go to him through. And you say you're going straight to who you? Who the hell are you? Nonsense. Guys, we need to understand this thing. We need to understand. It's just the way it is. You understand? So if you get married right now, Jesus will expect you to get orders from your husband because if you don't uh, submit under him in all things, then you're not submitting to Jesus. I mean, guys, right now, if you know the truth, you can't uh, marry someone who doesn't obey God's word. Rather be single, believe you me, because you'll gain a guy and lose Jesus. Guys are bad investments. If you know what I'm talking about, guys are bad investment. No good returns comes from them. Nothing, guys, you know what I'm talking about. So if you marry someone who doesn't obey God, they might be wearing those ties and wearing those suits and, and looks like angels and go to church and preach the storms. And you understand, they, if they don't obey Jesus, they are dead. But if you don't know the truth and you were married already before you received all this truth, then you obey your husband. You don't obey Jesus. Why am I saying that? Uh, Peter says that, I can't remember in one of his uh, episodes, you, you need to read that. In fact, I think we spoke about it also last uh, lesson, lesson number three, where, where, we speak, where we're speaking about um, submission. You will have to uh, submit under him, submit under him. He will know. He knows that. I mean, people know Jesus' commands. He knows Jesus' commands. But if you obey him and you tell him, I'm submitting to you because Jesus wants me to submit to a husband, he will start looking at Jesus from a different point of view. Oh, man, when Jesus is good, you know, understand, he teaches respect. Then he will also, you will also gain your husband through that. You won't, you don't have to go to him and keep bashing him about Jesus. Jesus, this, Jesus, that. I mean, you married that fool. So Jesus, this, you married that fool. So it's your fault. You can't keep telling him about another man because to him, Jesus is another man. That's why he doesn't obey Jesus. Jesus is another man. A person who doesn't obey Jesus is a person who, is a person who thinks Jesus is another man. So you, ca you can't keep telling him that nonsense, telling him about another man when he is a man. He thinks that he's a man. He doesn't know that he's an overgrown baby. You understand? He lives by his flesh and he's empty-minded. He doesn't know he's an overgrown baby. But you just give him that respect because Jesus says so. Not because he deserves it, but because Jesus says submit to your husband. Do you understand? That's how we're going to gain him. This is because, guys, we must all be under authority. Listen to what Jesus said through Paul, 1 Corinthians 11.3. Now I want you to realize that the, the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is man and the head of Christ is who is God. You see, guys, even that man has a uh, heard Jesus. As big as the guy is a God. Paul says he humbled himself. You understand? To a point of going to the cross. Yes, the guy is a God. Yet he, he, he is under God's authority. And who are you? Not going to be under anyone's authority. Well, guys, if you choose to marry someone who doesn't obey God, that's your business. Now you go, let me tell you something. This man who is uh, empty-minded and overgrown baby, a foolish, he's going to expect you to obey his commands, which he cannot even obey himself. He can't submit. It's difficult. It's difficult to submit. Let me tell you. There's nothing as difficult as submitting. I submit under that man's word. It's so difficult. 
Nothing is on earth is difficult to submitting under him. So this man is going, this overgrown baby you are living with will, will expect you to submit under his laws. He will go and cheat and expect you to, repair, to, to respect him. How do you respect someone who's cheating on you? You understand? He expects you to obey him. Well, it's your choice. You chose that overgrown baby. That's your choice. That's your decision. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to submit under him because it is Jesus' command. If you belong to Jesus, you're going to submit under him. There is no independence. Independence is of the world. In the kingdom of Jesus, there is no independence. So if you married that food before you got in to know the truth, it's fine. No problem. You're also a fool. So we're not going to blame you. There's nothing wrong with being a fool. You understand? Now, you need to make sure that you obey him because you're obeying Jesus. Then Jesus will touch him through you as he sees changes in you. You see, he, see, he sees that you obey Jesus. What he will also do, he will, oh, Jesus is a good man. Then he will start, you know, calming down, you understand? And he will start seeing Jesus as a good man and maybe he will get saved. Whether he will or not, we don't know. But Paul is giving us that. I mean, Peter is giving us that advice. It's the best advice ever. Best advice anyone can give me because it came to, through that man's word. Simple as that, guys. So this is how teachings were lost, guys. Jesus gave the instructions or command so that he could reproduce his mind to Adam. He might have given Adam of his spirit, but he also had to give him of his mind because we only act out what is in our minds. This means that it is useless to give birth to a child and then leave him alone to raise himself. Why? The child needs teachings in his mind because he will only act what he, he knows. You understand? As, as children, cause, I mean, guys, at the same time, children... Their minds are, are not developed. So when you start teaching them these things, as their minds are developing, these teachings are also developing with them. You understand? So you need to know all of those things. You understand? This is why Jesus gave Adam the teachings. He was reproducing his mind in Adam, even though at that time it was the form of command. But Jesus was reproducing his mind to who? To Adam, so that Adam would be completely like him. That is what the law of reputation states, guys. The law is similar to the one we just discussed. The teacher will teach what he knows to those he is teaching. Think about it, guys. Can a Zulu teacher speak, uh, teach Spanish when he only knows Zulu? I mean, guys, it's impossible. No matter how much faith you have, if it happens that you are teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, when the anointing runs out, I'm telling you, you, you won't even have time to resign. You will disappear from school. Why? You can't teach anymore. So it's impossible. It is important to understand what your teacher and and evaluate what they are teaching you because they are they are capable of breaking you. This is why, uh, guys, it is important to listen carefully to the one who teaches you because if they teach nonsense, your mind will be filled with nonsense and you will end up acting out that nonsense. As it is, people who go to church are acting out nonsense. They are competing with the world. God is the man is going. Competing with the world, buying these expensive cars and put stickers there. God has blessed me. In other words, they are teaching people that God wants us to love the things of the world. God wants us to be idolatrous. God wants us to compete with Satan. Hmm? Yes, you listen to nonsense, you do nonsense. It's simple as that. You act it out. Matthew 5, 15, verse 14. Leave them. They are blind guys. If a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit. It, guys, it is important to evaluate whatever your teacher teaches you because he is capable of building you or destroying you. Adam was our teacher and he destroyed us and many have gone to hell and still more are going there because of the teachings we are getting. You understand? The word is like this because of that. Our leaders act like this because of that. 
You understand? What is in their mind? They don't want to hear Jesus. They don't agree with what Jesus says. So they open churches and preach what agrees with their flesh. That's why, guys, have you ever sit, sit down and ask yourself, why in churches, I mean, every church, they carry the same Bibles, yet their beliefs are, are not the same? Well, they will lie to you and say, oh, no, it's because we like to worship different. That, that is a lie. I actually asked that question. That is what I'm asking. I actually asked that question. And one liar lied to me and said, oh, no, it's because we, we, we want to serve him or worship him differently. But the problem is not in worshiping. The problem is not in dancing because others like to dance. Others like to just stand still or sit down. You understand? It is in the beliefs. Beliefs aren't the same. Others believe in praying Mary. Others believe in praying in ancestors together with God. Others believe in, 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 in things of the world as riches after being saved. Are those beliefs the same? I mean, guys, even a fool knows that's what I'm saying. doesn't make sense. Even a fool. You are not a fool, but even a fool knows that. You understand? So at the end of the day, these preachers, they open the uh, churches and preach what is in line with their dead flesh because the word of God did not uh, sink was not in line with their flesh and they couldn't control their flesh. They didn't know how. So they preached that which was in line with their flesh and opened the churches and they preached nonsense to us. And we are like this because of this nonsense they are preaching to us. They can't produce Jesus in us. This is this teaching is about that. We can't learn nonsense in churches and, and produce Jesus. Learn his word. He wrote his word. The guy wrote his word. It's simple, guys. I'm telling you. You ask me, so where do I go? Which church do I go to? You, you read this word. He will tell you, there's no church here. One person asked me, which church do I now go to? I said, listen, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. I don't want to talk about things I don't know. There's, there's no church here on earth where I can send a person. Why would I send a person to, to listen to something that is contrary? And I know that this person will now start manifesting Satan. People have... Backsliding there inside church, you don't have to stop going to church to backslide. Mm -mm. Not nowadays, not in this generation. You just backslide there. You sleep with your boyfriend or your girlfriend outside marriage there in church. That's what they're doing. And then when you decide to marry, you marry, but you've been having sex. You never stopped. It's not like you stopped. Hello. They continued loving money. They continued loving the things of the world. They never stopped. They did their own things. I mean, guys, when we feed our minds with nonsense, we, we obviously produce nonsense. We're, gonna, we're never going to be like Jesus. It's simple as that. Uh, the vine and the branches. John 15, 1 to 10 says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it would be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in, in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. Guys, here Jesus is actually speaking about the fact that we must be in him, just like as we've been saying all along, that we, we were born through him. So daddy brought him back so that we would be grafted back to him because we can never go to the father straight. 
when we were never in the Father straight in the beginning. Adam was never in the Father straight in the beginning. He, he came through Jesus, from the Father through Jesus. So Jesus must come back so that we'll go back to the Father the same way. You understand? It was done in the beginning. So we need to remain in him. The only thing here uh, I'm realizing that we all need to realize is that the only thing that daddy wants from us, guys, are what other fruit. That man, guys, has created the new heaven and the new earth. I mean, he speaks things into existence. You understand? The new Jerusalem is made of gold. You understand? Therefore, he can give us anything we want. But there's only one thing he can give us. What is that? It's the character. The fruit of the Spirit is the character that he wants. You understand? The fruit of the Spirit is the character that he wants. And I explained in, in, in previous lessons that this fruit of the Spirit, you can't just read, oh, we should love, then you pretend to love like people in churches. Oh, we should be peaceful. Oh, I'm living in peace. You're lying. You know you're not living in peace. You understand? How this fruit uh, come about? You obey a particular command and they produce a fruit. A particular command produces fruit. A particular command produces fruit. Jesus came down here and he, he stayed more than 33 years. But at that time, Jesus hated the world because he knew Satan was in control and everything. And people were sinning. The guy hates sin. So he had to remain here. He had to be patient. The, him obeying God by coming down here and remaining here. He was producing a particular uh, fruit, which is the fruit of patience. You understand? And also the fruit of what? The, the fruit of, of faithfulness. You understand? And he couldn't sin. He couldn't sin. He had a flesh like ours, but he couldn't sin. In other words, this flesh also wanted him to have girlfriend and sleep with girlfriends. His flesh wanted things that other people were, 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 were doing and having. Because it says that we have a high priest who sympathizes who sympathize with our weaknesses because he was there. He's been there. You understand? He's been tempted the way we have. The, the way we are. In other words, he had the same flesh, but because he was obeying God's command, the, all that do not, do not. So by obeying those commands, the fruit of discipline grew in him. You understand? So this fruit that God is speaking about, we can never just read and say, oh, God wants us to be disciplined. There will be discipline. No. By obeying a particular um, a command, the, a fruit comes. By obeying a particular command, a fruit comes. I don't know, guys, if you don't understand this, there's no other way for me to explain it. Matthew 23, 8 to 10. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have only one master, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. No, are to be called teacher, for you have one teacher, the Christ. You understand? Jesus says not referring to our physical fathers. You understand? Because obviously we call him fathers. But he's saying that, you know, there are churches where people are called father. Father, 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 this, father, this, father, this, father, this, father. I understand? These people are not even preaching God's word. You understand? They're gaining respect they don't deserve. You know? So he's saying, do not even call anyone teacher. I am the teacher, meaning take my teachings. Don't take their teachings. You understand? So guys, it's important. It's important. So the word fruit here means that because it's the only thing he cannot give us. But the only requirement to enter heaven is if you have those fruit. So he wants you to obey him, and by obeying him, this fruit will come about, will be produced, you understand, in you. The only thing he can give us is the character. So we need to get it ourselves. But he also made sure that he find a way for us to do that, you understand? So guys, that guy has thought of everything, of everything. 
if you read first uh, john 2 verse 6 uh, he says that if we claim to know jesus we must walk as he walked how can we walk like jesus when you don't think like him guys is the reason why he says that we shouldn't call him lord lord when we don't do his commands when we don't obey his commands he says that people will not know us as christians because we preach storms you understand no Oh, it's because they perform miracles or because they prophesying, guys, as I explained. But he says that people will know us because we act like him. We reveal this fruit. You understand? As I've explained, you can perform miracles, heal and prophesy. But God never takes away his gift. When you're born physically, you have the gift of singing. Just because Adam died spiritually and we all born dead spiritually, did it mean that we can't sing? And, and I mean, guys... The, the, the evidence is there. Proof is in the pudding. We, we can sing. We can dance. The gift is there. Yet we're spiritually dead. He never took it away. So when you become spiritually alive, there are gifts of the Holy Spirit that comes. So healing, prophesying, and all of that comes. Performing of miracles. Some have those gifts. But when you die spiritually and disobey him, pastors are sleeping around outside marriage. They are preaching nonsense, riches. They are preaching the sort of blessings, yet they are performing miracles. Why? It's because that man will never take away the gift. They know the truth. Obviously, since they know the truth, he who knows the truth and continues in sin cannot be forgiven. You understand? So they are not forgiven, meaning they've lost the Holy Spirit. But this spirit, they, Satan takes over and he uses, you, you, you continue performing miracles, you continue healing, you, you continue uh, pro prophesying. You understand? But he's long gone. So when you leave this place, he will say, I never knew you. How? Yesterday, I was still there on earth. I died today. And you're telling me that you don't know me. Yes. But I was in church. Uh-huh. I was performing miracles. Yes. So? 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 You understand? He doesn't take away his gift. So you need to understand that. You will continue. That's why uh, Christians, uh, backsliding Christians in churches speak in tongues. Go sleep with someone you're not married with right now and see if you'll stop speaking in tongues. Continue. Go to people who go to church. They love money. They love the things of the world. They do whatever they want to do. They sleep around. They speak in tongues. It's not going to go away. Why? He doesn't take away his gift. But the Holy Spirit is not gone. That moho Satan is taking over and is the one making you speak in tongues. Because speaking in tongues is the language of the Spirit as well. So guys, you need to understand the facts. Come to me. You come to me and tell me that you're a Christian. I'll be like, Dah, what are you talking about? Until I read your actions. Until I read your actions. I don't even have to use my gift of seeing in the spirit who you are and what you are about. I simply have to read your, your, your actions. Don't deal. You understand? So the, the, the people in the Acts of the Apostles were actually called Christians by people because of how they walked. They saw them walking like Jesus, not because they preached storms. Yes, Jesus preached storms and he, he, he performed miracles. But at that time, uh, Satan had not gotten into the church yet. Oh, he was starting because Paul in the letter, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, second letter, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul is saying that right after me, Satan will take over. That's when the beast took over. Even though it, 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 it's prevalent in this generation, but the beast took over a long time ago. The beast took over a long time ago. And right now, he is at his fullness. The beast has taken over completely. You go to, guys, there are churches every corner. Every corner you turn, there is a church. Go inside and, and tell me if you'll find the word of God. No, but you will find the Bible. But am I, are they in line with it? No. The beast is speaking through them. It's simple as that, guys. 
you'd be, you'd be saying to me, well, you must be hating pastors. I don't know how I feel about them. The question, the first question I'm going to ask you, if these pastors are not preaching what Jesus preached and are killing people, are they not serial killers? No, I'm asking you. Because you'd be like, now why are you talking about pastors it's as if you hate them? And if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be hating your brother. Now I'm asking you a question. If they are not preaching what Jesus said and people are dying spiritually in church because of the, uh, their message, are they not serial killers? If the answer is yes, now is a serial killer a child of God? If the answer is yes, if now I'm asking you, is murdering people mean that you are my brother? Well... You answered me. Well, you've answered me. I, I don't see pastors. I see serial killers. So I don't know if I should love serial killers. I don't know. I should check in the word if serial killers are my brothers. should check in the word. Then I'll come back with an answer to you. Simple as that, guys. Matthew 23, verse 25. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside in the cup and dish, and then outside also will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which looks beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Jesus never liked it when people pretended. So we don't have this fruit because we don't know how they, how to get them. As I've explained, you obey a particular command, it produces a fruit. You obey, as I've explained, you understand? Right now, if you are uh, obeying the command where you shouldn't love the things of the world, it means that you are going to produce the fruit of what? Of discipline. You understand? And the fruit of faithfulness is going to be faithful to God. You understand? So these fruits are like that. You just you don't just say, oh, I'm going to be disciplined. You obey his commands. These fruits come about. Jesus never liked it when people pretended. And he dealt with pretenders in his time. So I was telling them, that, clean the inside. Clean the inside. And one time he was with his uh, disciples in the field and they were eating grains of corn. And these hypocrites, they came to him and they say, why do your disciples eat without washing their hands? And Jesus responded for them. And he said, listen, you obey your tradition at the expense of God's commands. Why do you obey your traditions? You know, here on earth, we have people who tell us, never come to me and tell me about tradition. Never. You won't like my answer. You won't like my answer. Because people will keep telling you about tradition, 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 and you are breaking the laws of God because of tradition. Tradition came by who? By men. Don't come and tell me about tradition which came by men at the expense of God's word. You won't like the answer. You really, really won't like the answer. I love Jesus. He has taught me how to answer a hypocrite. I know how to deal with hypocrites, guys. Don't joke. I don't joke about hypocrisy, guys. Anyway, guys, in order to, 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 to learn, you need to uh, meditate. There is this thing called meditation, guys. You don't empty your mind. I don't know. I don't know. According to the word, meditation is when you take his laws or commands and you fill them up in your mind. This meditation that is going on here, it say empty your mind and I don't know how to. I'm not going to try something I don't even know uh, really happens. Uh, if it works for you, good for you. But that one works for me. The one in the Bible works for me. 
So you need to meditate. When you med- the more you meditate, you understand that all the, the people of old were told to meditate on his laws. They were they were to write them on their door doorposts. They were to write them on their foreheads. They were to write them wherever to remind themselves so that the mind will keep seeing. You understand? So we need to do the same thing. Even though we're not going to be writing the Old Testament laws, they were of the dead. But we you need to write down Jesus's instructions. You see, guys, Jesus has personal instructions and also has uh, general instructions. Like you told Paul to do to go to Jerusalem. You don't have to go to Jerusalem. I will not pack my bags right now and go to Jerusalem just because it's written in the word. I ain't doing it. I'm not going to Jerusalem. Ha! Guys, really? Ah, there's no way I'm doing that. You understand? That was for Paul. That was personal for Paul. So he might tell you a personal command, but these general co- commands are for everyone. Then personal commands are for you. I've seen hypocrites trying to resemble themselves with uh, Sarah. Oh, God is going to give me a child. I'm like, Sarah, like, hello, are you for real? Did he tell you? If he didn't tell you, don't waste your time. Don't read the word. Find out if the instruction was personal or it was it, it clear. Clear. Don't pretend to not know. These hypocrites are pretending not to know so that they will do whatever nonsense and worship God on their terms. It doesn't work like that. You don't. You can't bribe that man and then they go to church, they give tight. Don't give that man tight when you don't obey him. You're wasting your time. You're blessing your pastor who's actually into those uh, millions you're giving him and they want you to buy four by fours for them and build mansions for them. Nonsense. Rubbish. Obey that guy. It's simple as that. If you don't have tight, it's fine. Obedient is better than paying tight. It's simple as that. Have you ever asked yourself why in the Old Testament people, I mean, if you read the word, paying of tight is mentioned more than a million times. But when you read the New Testament, it might be written twice. Twice. Why? Because in the New Testament, we are spiritually alive. We are commanded more to obey than pay. Well, guys, if you don't listen to this, Outline number three, the law of influence. I'm just trying to make sure that you uh, you are not scammed by those scammers, the uh, political, re- religious political politicians. They. I don't hate them. I don't know how I feel about them. All I know is that they are serial killers. That's all I know. Spiritual serial killers. I don't know if a spiritual serial killer is my brother. I have to think about it long, sit down and think long, long and hard about it. The law... Uh, number three, the law of influence. The law of influence states that we do not lead people by words, but lead them through actions. The law of influence states that we do not lead people by words, but lead them through actions. Guys, suppose I was holding a bottle of alcohol and then stand boldly in front of you and say, I do not drink alcohol. I mean, guys, what are the chances are you going to believe me? Zero hour zone. Zero hour zone, I'm telling you. You understand? So it, it is important that we'll... We, we guide against influence. People of the world are influential. It's just the way they are. They are influential. That's why we admonish to stay away from them. People of the world are not only those who don't go to church. I don't go to church anymore. Because I, I have not found a church that preach. I used to. But after that, nothing. You understand? So, people of the world are people who don't obey the men of stairs. People who don't obey the men of stairs. Guys, how would you know if a person obeys God? You read his word, you can't just guess. You read his word, you find out his commands. Then you will know if they obey. It's simple as that. There's no akakadebra here. Oh no, I must be a prophet to know you don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be a prophet. You read his word. We have a constitution in South Africa. You have a constitution in your own country. You will know that if you kill, you are breaking the law. How did you know? Did, did you prophesy? 
Did you need a gift to know that? Hell to the never. You simply read the book of the Constitution. You understand? You understand? I mean, the Constitution. Same thing. You read the Bible, the book of the kingdom of heaven. You find out. You know. Guys, do not be scammed by scammers. It's simple as that. Proverbs 22, 6. Train, train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Guys, this one is very important as well because uh, as parents, we need to influence children the right way, the godly kind of way. You understand? Matthew 7, 17. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. You understand? So it's very, very uh, clear here. Have you ever heard a parent saying that he doesn't know what has become of his child? Because this is a white lie according to Lord Jesus who created us. He says, Proverbs 22, 15, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the road of discipline will drive it far from him. In other words, to discipline the child. Yes, the word says to do not spank. I will spank. I'm telling you right now, I will spank. I don't care about these laws. I will spank. Any law that is against the law of the kingdom of heaven, buzz off. I will spank a child. It's simple as that because they need their mind have not developed. They need to develop together with the right teachings. They must know that if they do wrong, they, they will be punished. They must feel the pain. If you don't feel the pain, you, can, you can't change. You can't change. You understand? So it's important also uh, above read about uh, the good fruit and the bad fruit. You understand? So you will uh, groom your child in a way that he should go. You know, guys, I've seen parents, you know, Particularly with parents who gave birth to gays and lesbianism. And when the child is old, I didn't know that she was a lesbian. I didn't know she was gay. He was gay. You're lying. Let me tell you, you're lying. If you've lived with your child and raised your child, you knew from day one that this is gay. I had a cousin, guys. Guys, I had a cousin. I was eight years older than him. And he was gay. We all knew when we were young that the guy is gay. We all knew. And one family member in the family, uh, one of our aunts was like, oh, we didn't know that he was gay in his funeral. We didn't know that he was gay. You're lying. If I knew, if I saw, if I saw the actions, because the actions of a child will tell you, oh, this is, <laughs> this is it, you know, this is exactly it. You understand? So they pretend not to know, they pretend not to have seen this action so that they will appear good and what, what, and what not. Guys, that doesn't work. You will know. You understand? And I've actually spoken about gays and, and lesbians. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know in, in, in which lesson, but these people are treated so bad, or, or so bad on earth as if they are the only ones who are going to hell. Pastors are preaching nonsense today. Pastors are going to hell. You know, you'll find them saying, oh no, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I've been going to church. Pastors have casted demons and they've prayed over me so that I won't be gay anymore. I don't want to be gay. People are judging me. They say I'm going to go to hell. And I'm like, listen, listen, listen. You will go to hell if you continue, if you continue being gay. Pastors have a flesh problem. That's why they changed the message of God. They love money. They couldn't fight it. That's why they changed the message of God. They love things of the world. They want blessings. They couldn't fight the flesh. You are gay. You, you, you have to fight your flesh. If you become spiritually alive, your spirit changes and you, uh, and you become anew, just like them. You just need the right teachings in order to overcome your flesh. It will never change. My flesh, 
My flesh loves money. My flesh loves things of the world. You understand? That will never change. You understand? I need to know the, the right knowledge, get the right knowledge, and, and, and discipline myself and obey that man. You understand? It's simple as that. So you can't cast out a gazing spirit because there's no spirit of gazing. It's the flesh. They, have, they need to get saved. After that, you teach them the right teachings. It's not going to go away. It's going to be painful. You will have to remain single forever. You have to remain single. It's simple as that. That's how you're going to fight. Guys, Jesus fought for us. He went to the cross. You can fight for him. The flesh is giving us problems. You know, sometimes I sit down and say, Jesus, you gave us blood. You gave us your word. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. You did something that I could not have thought of. You understand? Something that is in the uh, level of the courts. You understand? But the flesh is still giving me problems. But I have to fight the flesh. At least he, he left it so that I, I will fight for him because he also fought for me. So you fight for the flesh. Nothing is going to happen to your flesh. You know, I listened to oh, this pastor one time. I was not safe back then. I was going to work in the morning and I entered the bus and the pastor was uh, preaching. Ever since I've gotten Jesus, ever since I've gotten saved, I, even if a woman were to stand in front of me, nothing will happen to me. And I, I turned my head and I was like, what? Oh God, I, guys, I had a rotten mind. I turned my mind. I was like, what? So Christianity makes us robot. Guys, that was lies. Lies from the pit of hell. Don't preach nonsense. Jesus is not begging people to come to him. He, he brought the blood. He brought the word. Tell the truth. If they don't want him, it's simple as that. Nothing's going to happen to your flesh. You're still going to last after women, but you have to control that desire. You have to discipline yourself. That's where the fruit of the spirit, I mean, the command comes in. You have to obey him. They're giving us problems. It's simple, guys. Very, very simple. It's difficult to obey him. I've never uh, encountered something as difficult in life as obeying that man. But once you unlock his word, it's simple. His word is simple. It's just difficult to follow up. It's simple. So train up the child. You understand? He's gay. Well, you need to find right teachings. Tell him, get saved. Your spirit will change, but you will have to fight your flesh. I don't know if you will. That is not in your control, but what you can do is give him the right teachings. You know, our, our parents, when we get to that age, uh, to, to that stage where we, you know, before you, we used, you, you used to go to shop, uh, you didn't care how you looked, you go without going to, uh, to the mirror first. But now when you go to the shop, you must go to the mirror and make sure that you make sure you look, you know, hot. You know what I mean? Why? The hormones have changed. Don't shout at me because of that, because I can't control that. My hormones have changed. So what do you do? You simple teach me, explain to me. You listen, your flesh is not right. After Adam did this, your flesh is not right. You need to control it. Fight for Jesus. He fought for you. It's simple as that, guys. Is it hard? I mean, is it easy? Who said it was going to be easy? It's not easy. So this nonsense of pastors preaching their own nonsense, that is in line with their flesh because they couldn't control that flesh. Rubbish. Rubbish. Ephesians 6 verse 4. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Here, guys, uh, Jesus was actually uh, telling us through Paul that we should obey our parents in the Lord. I know that uh, this scripture is very difficult when you go deep because when he says in the Lord, he's actually speaking about parents who obey God, not parents, any just parent, just any parent, but a parent who obeys God. So if you've got a parent who doesn't Obey God, woe to you. <laughs> woe to you. I feel sorry for you. 
but you have to make a decision. You see, guys, no one here on earth has the right to destroy your soul. You don't owe anyone your soul. Guys, I don't care. You gave birth to me physically. I don't care. You don't owe me any soul. I didn't ask to be here. As I said, here on earth, there is no requirement to enter. People, Two people decide to have sex and I'm conceived. Simple as that. But to enter the kingdom of heaven, there is a requirement. The man has written down uh, the rules, the rules of engagement, you understand, for his kingdom. So I need to obey his commands. I'm not going to obey you at the expense of this man upstairs because you're not going to stand there for me. He won't even listen. You understand? I will stand by myself on my own and he will ask me. He will, you understand what I'm trying to say? So if you have a parent who is not in the Lord, meaning a parent who doesn't obey God, they, they go to church, granted, but they don't obey God. They can't obey God. The teachings they are getting are not in line. But if they are wise enough and read God's word, maybe you'll be lucky. And guys, you see, you are so lucky if you've got a parent who obeys that man upstairs because you don't have uh, mixed emotions because now you're like, but this parent uh, gave birth to me and took care of me when I was uh, young. You don't owe them. Did you ask them to bring you here on earth? You don't. You're grateful you are here. Well, I'm not grateful I'm here, guys, because I have to fight Satan. I have to fight this flesh. This wretched flesh of, flesh of mine is giving me problems. It continues wanting me to disobey God and go to hell. So I'm not happy I was, uh, I'm here. I don't appreciate anyone for bringing me here on earth. Mm -mm. I am here. There's nothing I can do about it. I even tell that man upstairs, um, uh, there's nothing I can do about it. But he, being here and knowing that Satan is a god of this age, I can't even run out of things of the world because these blessings are not coming from God. No one here on earth has been blessed by that man upstairs. People are taking things from the spirit or this God of this age. You understand? I have to fight the love of money. I have to fight sex outside marriage. My flesh wants this sex, but I have to fight it. You understand? So every day I have to die every day, die every day like Paul. Paul says I die every day. I have to die every day trying to obey that man upstairs. And you're telling me that I should be grateful to my parents for bringing me here. For what? How did that help me? It didn't help me. Yes, they took care of me when they brought me here. Okay, fine, all right, all right, all right. But I don't owe them my soul. If they tell me things that are not in line with God's word, I'm not taking it. Simple as that. It's simple as that because I don't owe anyone my soul. It's simple, guys. If there's anything that is as simple as this, it's that. So if you've got a parent who obeys God, you are so lucky. You are so lucky. You know, but if you've got a parent who keeps telling you, you'll be a lawyer, you'll be a teacher, but God wants me to do his work. You'll be... you, you tell your parents to buzz off. Very nice. Guys, you can tell your parents to buzz off very nice. Jesus did that. Do you know Jesus did that when he went to this wedding with his mama, Mary? Hmm. Mary was going to him and said, Jesus, they don't have wine. And Jesus looked and turned and looked at her and said, woman, what does that have to do with you? nicely oh i love that man upstairs that man upstairs has taught me how to deal with hypocrites he says woman what does that have to do with you <laughs> guys i love jesus hey guys i love that man <laughs> when i read his word i laugh sometimes and i'm like hey, 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 jesus we didn't play games he will tell he herald and say hey listen go tell that fox go tell that fox that i will do my father's work jesus didn't play games guys so you stop playing games you tell your parents, buzz off, in a very nice way, buzz off. Mary knew Jesus at the age of 12, that that guy was about his father's business. You understand? Guys, I love Mary. As I've said, I will never pray to her. There's no way in the world where we should pray to Mary, and I'm, I, I, I ain't doing it. If there's one thing I'm not doing, is praying to Mary. Simple as that. But I love that woman. 
she allowed God to put Jesus in her womb. For that, I love her because she was a, a taboo in Israel. You know, nowadays, if you're pregnant outside marriage, it's a blessing. Those days, sin was sin. Even though they sinned, sin was sin. So for Mary to allow God to put Jesus in her womb, I mean, on her womb, without being married at the time, ah, 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 it was a taboo. It was a taboo. She, 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 she must have been treated with contempt then by those hypocrites. You understand? So I love that woman for that. But am I going to pray to that woman? I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. Guys, if there's one thing I'm not doing is praying to Mary. I appreciate her for what she, she's done, but I don't do nonsense. Don't do nonsense. You know, one time uh, uh, there were people who were asking for Jesus while he was preaching uh, in, in, in the synagogue. And they said, your mother and father are looking for you. Do you know what he, uh, the, that guy's response? He was like, who's my mother? Who's my father? Who's my brother? Only he who does the will of my father in heaven. Hey, guys, I love Jesus. I love the way he answered. Hey, that guy, I love him. He gave, he gave me, guys, he gave me answers. <laughs> I'm in love with that guy, guys. I'm obsessed with that guy. If you've read my teachings, guys, you've realized how much, how, how obsessed I am with that guy. I'm taken by that guy. I'm smitten by that guy. Sometimes I ask myself, yo, you know, it's been over a decade and some years since I've been saved, yet I still love them the same. Still love them the same. <laughs> and you know, sometimes I, I, I ask that man, hey, daddy, I still love you the same. Nothing has changed. Yet he's, he's testing me left, right, and center, and it's so difficult. He brings A, B, C, and D. It's so difficult, but the love I have for, for him doesn't change. <laughs> you know, if you were to respond, because that guy sometimes doesn't respond, he will say, my baby, you love me because of A, B, C, and D, because he calls me his baby, he says, my baby. And listen, guys, I'm telling you, there's no man on earth who deserves my respect like that guy. For bringing Jesus here, bringing that blood. When I look at the work of the flesh and I'm like, wow, wow. No one who could have done that brought me back to my father. So it says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So guys, we need to train these children in the way of the Lord. It is imperative, guys. Their, their, their brains have not um, uh, developed. So you need to teach them. Uh, and le let that brain develop with his word, not like Sunday school. You know, children or oh, 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 believe Jesus. The moment they enter the stage of of teen, yeah, teenage uh stuff, they don't. Why? The flesh is taking over. Evil is taking over. <laughs> Evil is taking over. <laughs> yeah, guys, it is like this. Anyway, guys, I wanted to explain something. I don't know if you've um listened very well to my teachings because any wise person could tell that this person is stuttering i stammer right uh so i tend to be fast sometimes i read like a jet very very fast it's because i don't want to be too long but sometimes teachings tend to be too long you understand i stammer i correct uh, i did not correct these teachings i left them like this on purpose because i also listen to my teachings as well because i can't I, I, I can't go to church i need god's word you understand so i listen to them and i realize well it's clear that uh this person stammers you understand they start i left it like this on purpose because at the end of the day guys it doesn't matter what defect you have god if god uh, wants you to do something you do it you understand so i want to encourage those 
who have similar problems or different uh, defects that you don't uh, reject or, or, or you understand doing God's work just because of your particular um, defect. Moses had a, a similar problem. Uh, Paul had a similar problem. You understand? So you need to uh, get that. You need to understand that. Anyway, First uh, John, I mean James 1, 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. You understand? So we cannot walk the word to outsiders when we can walk it to those who are close family, uh, close family members, guys. So it is important that we walk the word. Let us not be hypocrites, guys. It is important that we obey the the that man upstairs you understand we have to he's our hope he's the only person we have to listen to you understand we need to be influenced by him guys we have his word it's too much it's too big we can learn it every day and we be influenced by him you see guys if it were up to me i'll be living in a forest because i don't have i, I wouldn't have to deal with people in the world you know people will tell you they want this they want this you know and you end up disobeying God because of their influence and pressure. They're pressuring you. You're old now. You should be having this now. You should be doing this now. What if I have to do God's will? You understand? What if I choose that part? Because, guys, there are two parts. You can choose God's will or you can choose the world. It doesn't matter. But what if I choose God's will? You understand? So you're expecting me, you're pressuring me to do this, to do this, to get that and have that and go after that, you understand? So their influence is very powerful, you understand? So what I usually do is I run away from, guys, any person who doesn't obey God, you can be my family member. I, guys, I love my family members. I love my cousins. I love my siblings. I love my parents. I love, uh, guys, I, I love my family members. But I, I, I have distanced myself from them, not because I don't love them. I don't want influence and pressure from them because the journey, the path I decided to take, the path I decided to take is different and it has its own rules of engagement, you understand? So they are still of the world. They can run after money, run after the things, run after that. But I chose the kingdom of heaven. The rules of engagement are not the same. Here, loving man is a blessing. In his kingdom, it's not. Here, loving people of the world is classy. In a king's kingdom, it's not. It's not allowed. You understand? I want to enter his kingdom. Here, there is no requirement to enter the earth. In his kingdom, there is a requirement. You understand? So, I have to obey his command. So, I chose a different path. So, I, I distance myself away from them, even though I love them. You understand? I distance myself, uh, even my friends. You understand? I'm actually a loner and it's better to be a loner because I know that I don't have to keep lying to people because now I have to lie. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? I don't have to lie in, to anyone. Ask me no questions. You get no lies. Simple as that. You understand? But I love people. I love them, but I love them afar. Very, 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 very far. You understand? Because if you tell them, obey God, do this, don't do this, they look at you with that eye. They look at you with that eye as if you've done something wrong, yet they are the one who decide to go to church. And when you tell them, God doesn't want you to do this, don't love the world, they look at you with that eye. So, will I beg them? Hell to them. If I love them, yes, but I can't beg them to obey God. It's their decision, as long as they know the truth. You understand? So I have to distance myself and, and give myself a chance to fight. Guys, you must give yourself a chance to fight. Don't allow other people to, to, to ruin you, to make decisions for you. If they've decided that they're not going to obey God, you can decide if you will or you will not. But do not disobey God because you are influenced by your family members. Get away from them. 
It's simple as that, guys. It's simple as that. Get away from them. If they don't, if they choose not to obey him, it's it's fine. It's their decision. As long as they are happy with their decision. I must also be happy with my decision. You see, guys, here, there's no one here on earth who makes any decision for me. And no one influences me or manipulates me. You know, parents like to shout a lot. They shout so that you'll do what they want. I'll get away from you. It's simple as that. Why? I don't owe anyone my soul. Here on earth, it's free of charge to get in. You two have sex. I come here. But to enter that man's kingdom, I must obey his commands. So I don't owe you my soul. I love you. I, I respect you. I appreciate you for whatever you did. I don't want to be here on earth. I appreciate you though for whatever, for taking care of me. But I don't owe you my soul. You understand? I love you. Simple as that. Loving you doesn't mean that I should disobey that man. If you think that, like for instance, if you've got a brother who, who's a thief, keeps stealing and robbing banks, do you have to rob banks and steal so, so that you'll go to the jail with him uh, and show him that you love them? Hell to the never. I'm not stupid. I ain't doing that. They, there are requirements to enter that man's kingdom. You understand? I need to obey them. If you decide not to, that's your business. You're going to stand in front of him. Everyone will give an account on that day. It's simple as that. I must try. Am I saying that, guys? I'm definitely going to heaven. Guys, it's something that I have to work on every day. I have to work on every day. I've got proof of things I can't talk about. So that is why I, I admonish people to obey that man. Because I know things I, I can't talk about. Anyway, it's not people's business. You understand? Anyway, I know things I can't talk about. So I know. I know that things is written about there. I know that they exist. I've got proof of those things. You understand? So obeying him for me is very important. But does it mean that just because I've got proof of those things, does it mean that I, 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 I will make it to heaven? I, I have to try. I have to try. And I have to make sure that you don't stand in my way. No one stands in my way. No one. I chose to not have children because I realized maybe having children is a problem because Jesus says that if you love your children more than me, you're not worthy of me. You understand? It's like if you've got a child who's a drunkard and you tolerate that, you lose Jesus because now you are keeping this drunkard, this child of yours, you're loving them so much and you disobey Jesus' command. So you, you're losing Jesus because of a child. You understand? If your children love the things of the world, so you have to keep giving them these things of the world to disobey Jesus. So you're losing Jesus because of your children. That's why he says, he who loves their children more than me is not worthy of me. You have to give up this life in order to gain that life. It's difficult to be a Christian, guys. I've been telling you, it's not easy. I've tested it. It's not easy. I know. You understand? So sometimes I make decisions like that. I say, you know what, I'm not going to have children because I don't know if I'll be able to, you understand, to fight that love for them. You understand? So I'd rather be without one. But I've got uh, nephews and nieces, uh, and, and nieces I love very much. You understand? But I don't have kids of my own. I just cannot. I have this flesh which is giving me problems, which I have to fight every day. So I make decisions that are poor in the eyes of people, but they don't know why I make those decisions. There's a reason. I, guys, I really make poor decisions. <laughs> According to the world, believe you me, I make poor decisions. But all those decisions were made on purpose. And I'm happy. I don't regret. If there's one decision I don't regret, guys, it's going back to my father. 
going back. I love that man very much. But does it mean that I will definitely go to heaven? I don't know. I will have to keep trying, trying every day, trying every day, dying every day, uh, fighting this flesh every day. There's nothing I can do, guys. It is what it is. I've got proof of things. I've got proof that he really exists. I've got proof of the things he talks about. That's why I keep telling you, obey him, obey him. But at the end of the day, you obeying him or disobeying him, I don't gain or lose anything. It's just the way it is, guys. So we need to understand that, guys. That was lesson four. Thank you.